Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. So, to continue from this morning's class, <clears throat> rather than read further scripture texts, it seems that the real knot that must be solved or resolved is that which concerns love. As uh, not only the Kashmiri sages, but Sri Ramana, Anandamaya Ma, all of the sages agree that you must have both jnana and bhakti. The knowledge of God that is accurate and devotion that is wholehearted if you wish to achieve establishment in God consciousness. And you cannot abide in the self if you do not love the self. So the reason why the ego can't remain in stillness is it doesn't love itself as we spoke about before. And it doesn't love others <clears throat> because it has discovered through its life experience in Kali Yuga that you can't trust others. And the ego has been betrayed many times and it's hypersensitive to betrayal. And so it's wary, it's defended, uh, it's uh, always uh, projecting either negativity or cynicism or uh, a sense of, uh, uh, of, of danger, a paranoid uh, conceptualization of every situation. Uh, and it is uh, taking steps preemptively to defend itself against being hurt again. And it was hurt in the past, in childhood especially, because it loved, it was innocent, and it got abused, or neglected, or abandoned, or rejected, or whatever were the traumatic scenarios of any particular life, but they always conclude, include some uh, insult to one's heart, some wound of feeling unloved, and therefore unlovable. And so how can one who is unlovable have any love to offer? And so uh, the relationship that the ego has to others is one of uh, 
fear of love. Love is a threat because one doesn't want to put oneself back in that state one was in in childhood when one was helpless and innocent and again be uh, exploited or betrayed, abandoned, whatever. And so the heart stays closed. That's the ego's main function. And one <clears throat> uses one's rationality to figure things out uh, and to try to dominate situations. But surrender? No way. That's not in the ego's repertoire of action. So because of this, uh, it's not able to surrender even to God. <clears throat> and because of the fear <clears throat> that even God could betray one, then one doesn't want to be open and have too much faith to, because one feels that one would be devastated if one's faith was disappointed. And because one has already been traumatized during the period of one's innocence in childhood, one feels, well, my faith was already uh, devastated by, uh, by my innocence having been uh, destroyed by abuse of some kind. <clears throat> and so the, uh, the ego is knotted against the uh, possibility of opening the heart and being uh, vulnerable, right? That word vulnerable, it's, it's in the common discourse because every ego fears that. This is the main reason people don't even want the help of a teacher usually, because they're afraid of dependence on, on a teacher to guide them and then feel that they could be betrayed or they could be disappointed or whatever. So it generalizes this feeling toward everyone and it cuts the, the ego off from the kind of help that it could use to overcome the traumas that have wounded it and kept it in a, a loveless condition. So because the ego has internalized the attack on its love, uh, it becomes an attacker of love. And, uh, and love, because it's a threat to its uh, equilibrium, uh, it uh, attempts to live as much uh, without the need of what it considers an emotional dependency because that's how it conceives of love because in childhood one was dependent and not as a kind of strength and not as a, a, a kind of power to uh, overcome uh, obstacles because love gives you courage, love gives you strength, love gives you the ability to, uh, to do things that would otherwise not be possible. This is why in the old days when there was still rationality in, uh, in, in uh, societies, the societies always wanted the people to grow up feeling that the country stood for and its highest value was the love of God. 
And that's what would make its uh, members be willing to die for their country because they were dying for God. They were dying for a, a social order that was supporting the love of God. But at a certain point in history, the love of God was replaced by the love of money. And uh, people are not willing to die. They're willing to kill for money. <clears throat> and uh, they're willing to betray each other for money, but they're not willing uh, to, to give themselves in the same way. And so cowardice comes out of that and corruption. In fact, the whole world situation today is only possible because uh, people are willing to betray their fellow countrymen, their fellow humans, for money. Police are willing to do it. Doctors are willing to do it. The lawyers, the politicians, everyone is willing to betray the best interests of the people for money. Because that is the value now, not love. And certainly not God. That's ridiculed. You're a sissy if you have love for God. You know, it's not something that... Uh, uh, hard-headed, strong people, uh, you know, have. They're, they're purely into the power of their uh, cleverness and their uh, capacity to make money. So this is a, a world in which love has been marginalized, ridiculed, uh, cynically... Uh, put down as a fantasy and as the opium of the people, as Karl Marx put it, in terms of religious love. And, uh, and that has, has created a, a world uh, that is loveless and that uh, in a way despises love because of its false forms of, uh, of expression its toxic forms, its abusive, the, the use of the word love as a four-letter word uh, has become something, a cliche, that, that people uh, use. And uh, all of the pop music that uses the term love, uh, it's clear that they mean desire, infatuation, attachment, possessiveness, uh, uh, or sentimentality, or something else, but not the purity of real love. So, because of that, uh, it's very difficult now for an ego to feel love uh, for itself, and therefore because it has confused itself, its structure and its uh, self-image with the real self, that is the actual life energy and consciousness that underlies the ego. It doesn't get to that level. And so uh, it stops at uh, the, uh, the complete um, illegitimacy of the concept of love that it is based on. Does that make sense to people? Can everyone relate to that? So this is... Uh, I think the main problem for yogis as well, who want to love the self, but first of all have doubt about the reality of the self because the ego has never uh, felt that divine presence.
Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.